Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Uh, hi, my name is Linda. I'm a compulsive reader. I'm a bulimic. And I'm glad to be here. So glad that you all are here. And Becca, I'm so excited that you're here for your first meeting. Welcome. That's a courageous act. And you're in a really good place. And Marguerite, welcome. And Rose, welcome back. I returned after 28 years away from OA. And those 28 years did not go very well, is what I always like to say. So it's great that you came back. I really am not sure what to say. I spent several minutes before the meeting looking through voices of recovery and as Bill sees it to find the perfect thing that would spark me to say the to give the perfect share and I read a lot of good stuff but nothing really came to me um, but that's okay because the first thing I want to do is just qualify a little bit um, especially since we have newcomers um, I have compulsively over eaten my entire life. When I came in here, I was almost 200 pounds of 5'4". I was binging on truly astounding amounts of food and throwing up um, many, many times a week. My life was just at a standstill. I, I just was so sick emotionally, spiritually, and physically with food that it was really hard for me to just kind of go on and um, do do anything that I would want to do in life. I was just shut off and shut down. So I also had type 2 diabetes and was mucking around with my medication so I could still have sugar binges or so I thought. And then when I was 49, I had an epiphany that I better get my ass here. And I've been here ever since. It's been about eight and a half years ago. And depending on how one defines abstinence, I've been abstinent ever since. Um, I haven't binged on any of that sugar stuff. Um, and I haven't thrown up. I have the last couple of years eaten foods that I would prefer not to and that ultimately aren't safe foods for me, but I've never gone into what I would consider relapse. I've maintained a, I don't know, 60, 70 pound weight loss. I'm healthy. My type 2 diabetes is controlled without any medication. And I once read that only 16% of type 2 diabetes diabetics are able to control their glucose without any medication. And that's probably because I don't eat sugar. (laughs) Funny how that might work. Um, I, I could just go on about how my life has changed. My marriage is better. I'm in graduate school to become a therapist. My moods are much more even, on and on and on. And I have a sense of spirituality, and I I am really, really grateful. And I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to stay here until, um, you know, until I die. So, you know, this program, you know, I think of the steps, I think of the principles, and it really is kind of a complex set of principles and instructions. It involves a lot of kind of very woo-woo spiritual concepts like acceptance and like turning things over 
And, you know, it involves real brutal self-honesty. It, you know, asks us to go back to people we've hurt and make amends to them. I mean, who wants to do that? And it's really, really a lot. And the good news is we don't have to do it all at once, not nearly. We don't have to do it at all, right? These are just suggestions. But this to me is a great blueprint how to live. Honest, being honest, making connections with people, taking responsibility, being of service to others, learning about how we are walled off from ourselves and others, how to behave better. I mean, this is great. I, if I learned that in my family, I probably wouldn't be here. So I'm really, really grateful. Um, I think these principles in this program, it's just an amazing thing. With that said, I really struggle and really, if I'm honest, have from the start about how to do this on a daily basis. And more often than not, I'll look at the program actions I didn't take and beat myself up and get into fear that I'm not doing it well enough and therefore I will relapse. And that's been, you know, um, you know, the fact that, like I said, my eating off and on for quite a while now has been of concern to me. That doesn't that's help. That's five minutes. You're Thanks, Ella. You wanted it verbally, so there it is. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, otherwise I would just breeze on through it. If you wave to me, it wouldn't work. Uh, maybe I'd wave back. That'd be about it. Um, I forgot what I was just saying. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I honestly feel like I don't know how to work this program. And I... Yeah, I could give you the laundry list. I guess I will. I don't make a lot of calls. At times I do, but I often don't. I don't have a consistent writing practice. I used to have a consistent meditation practice, but I really don't anymore. Um, you know, program reading, not consistent, prayer, not consistent, you name it. So, you know, one could say, well, of course, Linda, that you're having trouble with food at times. And yeah, that certainly makes sense. And it probably is part of the reason. Um, but the truth is, is that I've never been good at this stuff. I've never had a consistent practice. And so where I'm at in my program is, it's really important for me to be honest about that to myself and others, because I, I don't want to tell you guys that, but I have to be honest. That's something I've always been good at in this program. And I can and I continue to work to be more honest because the more honest I am, the better I do. Um, and self-recrimination and beating myself up and telling myself my program isn't good enough. Well, just in case anybody's wondering if that works to get you to <laughs> work a stronger program, it certainly hasn't for me. If anything, it has the opposite effect. So I find myself left in a quandary, the quandary being, okay, I don't want to beat myself up. I don't deserve it. It doesn't work. But my food is scary sometimes. I want to have a more consistent program. What the hell do I do? And I really don't know what to do other than to keep showing up. <laughs> the, sorry. The, the other thing, though, that comes to my mind, of course, is, well, I am told what to do, right? And I talked about how much I love these steps and these principles, and it's absolutely true. And the second step tells me 
to suspend dif- disbelief and be willing that there's a power greater than myself that can answer these questions for myself, right? You could already tell I'm very heady trying to figure it all out. Um, and the third step tells me to turn it over to some power greater than myself. And that's great. And it really only has been, oh, I don't know, not all that long ago that I've been willing to admit to myself and to others that I don't really know how to be connected to a higher power in a way that feels like it gives me a secure uh, program of recovery. At times I do, there is no doubt about it. But at times I don't. And when I find myself, you know, yesterday having eaten this or that or the other thing that I preferred not to, I do have the question, how can I get a higher power on board to help me with this and with any and all of my other problems? And, you know, my answer is, I don't know. And my other answer is, you know, I I learned in therapy that if a thought comes to my mind, I don't necessarily have to say it. However, if I think something, there's probably some truth to it. So that just happened to me. So I'm going to say it. I don't know how to bring a higher power on board. And right now, I don't want to worry about it because I can't. It doesn't work to try to figure it out. And I, you know, and if I really didn't care, then I wouldn't even be talking about this. But I do care. I want to have a sense of a spiritual center. I, I have a spiritual center, but I don't. It's not like a thing that I can ask to help me. And I want to be able to ask something to help me. Um, So this is basically me sharing this now. It's just me trying to work this all out in front of you guys. Um, But I don't have a something to ask. You know, I I don't, you know, the the conceptions that I have gained of a higher power these years I've been in program haven't been a thing to ask. It's been... a place in myself that lives in my heart, not in my head, and that feels like it is, it feels like a place in my heart that is hooked into greater love, greater connection that is out in the world and is in perhaps the heavens. And it, but it doesn't feel like something to ask. It feels like something to inhabit. And I do believe that if I work to kind of inhabit that place of love that does feel beyond myself, then I am able to move forward in the world and have a loosening of compulsion and have a loosening of listening to the narrative in my head that tells me, oh, it's okay if you eat this, or it's okay if that, or this, that, and the other thing. That's five. That's another five. So you have. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, And it's funny because listening to myself just now, I'm like, Linda, what is your problem? Because you have the answer. You just described your higher power. I've heard other people describe similar higher powers and it works for them. But somehow there's something that prevents me from really embracing it. 
on a daily basis. <laughs> and this is where I could get back into my mind fuck because I'm like, well, Linda, if you meditated more consistently, you would be able to inhabit that spiritual place more. And that's true. But once I start getting into that, da 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 da, I don't know. I just don't see myself meditating more from that. So, you know, I guess I just, I don't have much time left. I want to thank you guys for letting me <laughs> explore this um, in front of you. I've never shared like this before. Um, just kind of presenting this question I have and, you know, admitting that in a lot of ways I don't know. Um, but I will share something in my two or three minutes, which is that um, I'm in graduate school to become a therapist. By the way, in my addiction class, what we learned is that addiction specialists who believe that 12-step programs work, and there are many of them, their research has shown that they work because of fellowship, that 12-step programs work because we're all together. So I thought that was interesting. But the other thing I wanted to share was that we had an assignment to go to any kind of recovery group and kind of write a reflection on it. And I decided since I've been to so many 12-step meetings, I would go to a secular kind of a secular recovery program. And it was really interesting. And I got to tell you that I had an epiphany moment there, which was um, the facilitator was reading and she read something about how we have a choice, we have agency. And that really made an impression on me. And I actually think that might be part of my problem with not being able to use program the way I would like, which is I think sometimes I turn the idea of powerlessness into helplessness. Like, oh, well, if I can't, my higher power isn't gonna show me the way I would hope. So I don't know what to do, but what if I did know what to do? What if I did have more agency and more motivation to take action than I give myself credit for. Well, maybe that's my higher power right there, right? That through admitting powerlessness through this program, because I cannot control my compulsive eating of my own accord, not even, but through that, admitting that powerlessness, maybe I can regain some power. And maybe that's part of what, what I miss, you know? I don't want to run being like, oh, I can't make changes because I don't feel in good enough touch with my higher power. As I said that right now, that sounds like a bunch of bullshit. So, um, and this is where I love, you know, the later steps, the sixth and seventh steps uh, uh, allow me to look at what are attitudes I have, what are defense mechanisms I have that prevent my growth and be of use to myself and others. Well, I'm about to go into a job where it will be my job to literally be of use to others the best I can. And um, I don't know, now all of a sudden I feel excited. I don't know what to do with this program, but I'm doing something. And um, thanks for all of you being here. Newcomers, keep coming back. I could say whatever I want, but I haven't thrown up in eight and a half years. You know, so I can talk about my difficulties. That's really lovely. But the fact of the matter is, is that I am healthy. And I'm more emotionally healthy than I ever could have imagined. Like, you don't even know. The people who know me know. Other, you know, the rest of you, trust me. Thanks a lot. <laughs>